Hi, I'm Sam Germano, and welcome to the Uprooted Podcast, where we'll be uncovering the underlying meaning of health and what it means to us today. Let's sit down with the experts and trailblazers to understand the why and how, break down barriers, and blend our mental, physical, and emotional well-being. Grab your headphones, turn the volume up, and let's uproot. Bethany Holmes is a certified holistic health coach, Reiki practitioner, and wellness blogger. She received her coaching certification from the Institute of Integrative Nutrition based out of New York City. In 2015, Bethany underwent emergency brain surgery to save her life from a hemorrhage, and from that experience, she started on a healing journey and was inspired to put her focus into health and wellness and help others live their best lives. She transformed that experience into a career where she works with individuals both one-on-one and in group settings, guiding them to release their fears, heal their traumas, practice mindfulness, and become the best vibrant versions of themselves. This was such an insightful conversation that Bethany and I had. I'm truly inspired by her and really resonate with the work that she does. At its core, we both share a deep-rooted passion for connecting to our unconscious, healing anything that's holding us back from getting closer to where we want to be or who we want to be, and creating a positive relationship with ourselves. There really is something to be said about being your own healer because that's something that no one can take away from you. I hope you enjoy. Bethany, thank you so much for being here. I'm always taking with the people whose personal experiences inspire the work that they do. And I think your story is so fascinating and the career you made out of it is even more compelling. Please share with us your journey and how you created the Healthy Bee. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so grateful to have another platform to connect with people and to share you know, my story and my message. So thank you so much. Yeah. Um, yeah. So my name is Bethany. I am a holistic health coach and um, my whole career and my work all was inspired a few years ago um, after going through a health trauma. So about five years ago, I had brain surgery and it was a complete kind of freak thing. Um, I was having symptoms where I wasn't feeling well for over a year without a proper diagnosis And just not knowing what's wrong, but not feeling good is incredibly frustrating. And I think that's what started a lot of, you know, newly developed anxiety and fear because for so long I wasn't feeling well and I felt like I wasn't getting answers. And when you don't have answers, it feels so out of your control because you don't know how to take care of yourself. So yeah, it was, it was a rough year of going to different doctors and specialists and trying to figure out what was wrong. And it was finally discovered that I had a malformation of blood vessels in my brain that was slowly bleeding like on and off. So it would bleed. And then I would have, you know, some symptoms. I wouldn't feel well. And then it would stop and I would, you know, feel okay. So I went and saw a neurosurgeon and he recommended that we kind of keep an eye on it, which sounds kind of crazy. Um, but obviously brain surgery is a huge undertaking yeah. and we wanted to see if it would resolve on its own, which in the past um, is possible. So getting the news was so validating because I had been struggling for so long with without answers. And so now I felt like, okay, now I know what's going on and I'm just going to do whatever I can to best support myself mentally, physically, everything. But within about a month of finding that news out, I actually developed a, a terrible headache and it was discovered that it had hemorrhaged really large and I needed emergency surgery to remove it. So although I was sick for a year, having emergency brain surgery was 
a complete, you know, kind of shock and, and a very traumatic experience because within a couple of days, my, my lifestyle um, had completely changed. You know, I, yeah. I couldn't go to work for a, lot, a while. The recovery process was a lot. And it was, it was really difficult just to cope with that and to kind of wrap my head around how much my life had just changed. Yeah. And then that inspired you to start The Healthy Bee. Yeah. So I, I will admit it was a, a really rough recovery in the sense of at first I was feeling such immense gratitude that, you know, I, I was, I was alive. I made it through surgery went well. Um, you know, I was on the road to recovery, but then there was this other side of me that was just so sad of the life that I used to have and the independence I used to have and the, you know, what my body used to be able to do, you know, I was pretty physically fit before and I, I couldn't work out, you know, there's all these restrictions um, when you're healing from brain surgery. So I had, you know, so many emotions and I didn't know what was normal or how I should be feeling or what I should be doing. I didn't know how to take care of myself from any level, like physically, mentally, emotionally. And I also think that I was just really tired at that point. You know, I had been fighting for over a year for answers and now I just, yeah. this, you know, major surgery and I really just needed support. I needed someone to help me and to, to guide me to understand how to heal my body and how to best take care of, you know, my, my well-being. So I, I worked with, actually I met a health coach and at that time, this was, you know, five years ago, I, I actually didn't know what a health coach was. It was a completely new kind of like oh yeah me. I'm sure yeah and and I was just like whoa like this is what I need I need someone who's like in my corner I can tell them everything that's going on in my life and they can help guide me to you know different healers different therapists you know suggesting different foods like what whatever it is you know to support me and I just it felt like a one-on-one -on -one person that was like there for me right yeah so um after meeting her I was just like this is what I need this is the the missing puzzle piece so I went back to school I went to IIN I got my health coaching certification and then I started working with um clients but mostly people who have gone through health traumas okay and I helped you know, in their, their recovery or people who have gone through, it doesn't necessarily have to be brain surgery, but, mm -hmm. um, you know, a, a chronic illness or a diagnosis or just something that's really changed their life and they're having a hard time, like, managing and coping. Interesting. So what are some of the services that um, you offer for your clients? Yeah. So currently I'm offering just one-on-one -on -one coaching. I have, mm -hmm. like, a two-month or a four-month program and then the option to continue on after that. But I really work with my clients on, you know, releasing fear and anxiety related to your health experience, your health condition, but kind of like rewiring the subconscious brain out of that trauma mm -hmm. state, and then not allowing your past experiences to predict your future. So, you know, how to manifest a really he healthy, happy body and a life that you really want yeah. um, without the fear, you know, holding you back of, of your health. Well, first, I want to just commend you for your bravery. What you went through sounds like a lot. And, you know, just enduring that alone is so, so commendable. So that's amazing. But let's, let's talk trauma because I think it's such an interesting topic and it can take mm -hmm. on so many forms. A lot of times we associate it with an illness, a death, a serious injury or abuse, but it really can be so simple as a fight, an unhealthy relationship or something that someone said to you. And it, this reminds me, are you familiar with Lacey Phillips? Yeah, I love yeah. this. Yeah, 
I love her too. She's, for anyone listening who doesn't know, she is, how would you title her? An expert manifester or? Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you listen to her podcast, she kind of says it in the beginning, how she identifies. Um, yeah. But yeah, well, she's amazing. To simplify it, she is someone who is very familiar with the process of, of manifesting and has her own program for it. One time I was taking her course. It, it was like an a la carte course. Mm-hmm for understanding trauma. I was honestly just curious to to listen to it. And she said that two of the ways we can best resolve past trauma is in the moment thinking of or envisioning healing yourself or saying the thing that you wish you said or sort of self-resolving the situation on your own or envisioning an older version of you coming into the situation and comforting you and being there for you. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was so interesting. And I wanted to get your thoughts. How do you view trauma in in all of its forms? And what is your, I guess, approach in understanding it? Yeah, absolutely. I I love what you said and and what what Lacey said. It's almost like some inner child work too, which is really interesting because trauma, you know, we have our whole life growing up that we probably don't even recognize or associate with. Like, I, you know, had trauma growing up and, and trauma doesn't have to be brain surgery. It doesn't oh, have to yeah. be a catastrophic event. You know, yeah. it can be a situation in which you felt like you weren't heard, or it can be a situation in which you felt left out, you know, and, and that builds up over time. And that reflects maybe your self-worth or how you feel about yourself. And, you know, and then you create these beliefs, these really self-limiting beliefs that really aren't who you are. It's just these events created those negative imprints, um, you know, so trauma can be so different for everybody. Um, you know, specifically, I work with people who have gone through health traumas, but we all experience trauma throughout our lifetimes, and it can come in so many different forms. I think for for me, as I'm working through, you know, the trauma that came with my brain surgery, I was able to dig deeper into past traumas that I've had my whole life growing up and doing yeah. a lot of that inner child work as well. Um, you know, with my, my own therapist and stuff that I see. But I think f- for me and what I work with my clients a lot with is, you know, accepting, I think that's a big deal, um, accepting what you've gone through, you know, owning your story, mm-hmm. not being ashamed, not, not being embarrassed. And then it's a lot of the work that I do is like rewiring the subconscious brain. So similar to what you were saying of like stopping in the moment and realizing that these thoughts or these feelings are coming from a trauma response and they're not really like who you are mm-hmm. or what you want. So we can't really move forward with just positive thoughts alone. Like we truly have to believe it and we truly have to live it and breathe it. And our thoughts are what create our reality. So if I'm constantly in this trauma-based thought process of what if I have brain surgery again? What if my brain bleeds? What if I'm not strong enough to do this? What if I get too tired and you know this and that? I'm never going to get past that because I'm living in that trauma state. So it really is a lot about positive thinking and manifesting a healthy body, like you were saying. So a lot of the work that I do is visual meditations, right? So like a bright white light coming through healing every cell in my body. And I do these like visual meditations, like looking at Mm -hmm. it and seeing that Um, affirmations every morning. I tell myself I'm healthy, I'm strong, you know, I'm worthy, all these things, because we really want to just retrain our mental headspace to the positive. So our default is the positive and our default isn't the trauma. Yeah. That makes sense. 
Oh yeah, a hundred percent. It makes sense. I I love so much of what you said for so many reasons. One, I, I want to touch upon this inner child term that we're just that we're talking about because for anyone mm-hmm. listening who maybe isn't familiar with with this kind of work, for me the way I understand inner child is the way almost like our younger selves who didn't understand or didn't have the awareness that me, you may have now to resolve the issues that bothered you that really got under your skin or that affected you and that were never resolved like it was never reconciled and so let's just say you experience that kind of trauma at 10 or 15 years old now you're in your 20s and you're experiencing it in a completely different way and you don't understand it and I think that that's sometimes where people struggle so much is we're not understanding why things are so triggering we're not understanding why we're feeling a certain way about something and we're not connecting the dots with oh, well, this is actually a really similar situation that happened when you were 15, Sam, and mm-hmm. that wasn't resolved. So let's, let's talk about how we can resolve it today with the information that we're armed with and the self-awareness that we have today. And I yeah. think to go off of what your the affirmations, I so resonate with that because I'm someone who has adopted the mentality of like a fake it till you make it in the sense of, to speak personally of, of my experience, like I'm unemployed and I need to tell myself every day, Sam, you have a job. Sam, you have a job. Sam, you're getting a job offer tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And doing that allows me to harness the energy of positive energy and be hopeful instead of being negative because I could very much be telling myself and anyone who's unemployed, and and we can all tell ourselves we're not getting a job, that the unemployment rate's just going to keep going up. You know, it's, it's, it, it really is understanding our thought process, rewiring our our minds, and just having like a deeper level of understanding. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's it's all about. I have a actually I have a group program with a friend, and it's called mm-hmm. Reframe and Reclaim, and it's all about reframing your mindset to like reclaim your life. It's all about our thoughts, and it's all about our choices, right? So you were saying, um, you know, I could choose to say all the negative things about you know, unemployment, or I could choose to manifest what's, you know, best for me. And simply it's like, you know, a glass half full or glass half empty. Sure. It's like, how do you want to look at it? And every day we have a choice on how we want to look at it. And if we're going to be looking at the positives, then that's just another way of manifesting and, you know, law of attraction, you know, calling it in because you can't create anything if you don't think you're worthy of receiving it so you could say all these things but if you truly don't think that that's for you like you're still doing the work oh yeah oh yeah (laughs) you know so it's like by saying those affirmations every day you start to believe it the more you tell yourself something you start to believe it that could be positive or negative right yeah so let's use it for a positive and the more that we start to say it the more we believe it the more we attract it and then it's going to come to us I want to go back to something that we were saying before with worthiness. How does trauma or unresolved issues play a role in your worthiness when you're uh, much older or later on in life? Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I don't want to talk too much about like, because I don't know much about like working with people with early life trauma and stuff sure, like that. Sure. I mean, you know, my own personal experience, but mm-hmm. as far as health related trauma, what I, what I've experienced, what I see with my clients is you know, there's almost this like your body failed you in a sense mm. because something happened. And mm. then it's like, well, I'm broken or, you know, I, I'm a lemon or I'm just that, of course that would happen to me kind of mentality. And when you think that you're not, you know, not enough in sense of like you have this broken body or 
these things keep happening to you, it plays on your self-worth because it's like, I'm not strong. I'm not healthy. I'm not this. I'm not that. Like, who's going to love me? Who's going to want me? You know, who, what job's going to hire me with, you know, having these health issues? What person's yeah. going to date me with all of these, you know, health problems? And you start to potentially get down on yourself, but that's all trauma talking, you know, that's not you, you know? Yeah. And so that can be, that can really overtake somebody. And I know like from myself, after going through, you know, all of my health trauma, when I first started my business, you know, I felt like, you know, who's going to listen to me? Like I'm still working through the work kind of stuff. And, and mm -hmm. that was just a process that I needed to work through of getting over my trauma and understanding my worth. Definitely. And I think that also the same kind of process applies to a situation or someone where when they were younger, they were criticized for doing something a certain way or in a fight. The other person on the other side said something to them that really bothered them or made them feel less about themselves. And to your point, later on in life, it, it affects our worthiness because we all these things come to the surface again of why we would tell ourselves that we are not worthy of something. Yeah. And, and it totally, totally, totally plays a role. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. A lot of, you know, our childhood things that maybe at the time we didn't even notice completely form and shape us as adults. Mm -hmm. And if, you know, maybe you have the self-awareness on your own, but I've gone through therapy for years and years and years, and I still <laughs> am discovering, you know, stuff that's sticking with me, you know, that developed in childhood that I'm, I'm breaking down those patterns and those walls to, yeah. you know, to heal. Me too. I'm, I'm someone, well, my mom is a psychotherapist. And so when I was 13 years old and had, and was able to articulate my feelings, my mom was like, you're going to therapy. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, that's amazing. It, it I mean, I think great. everybody should go to therapy. Yeah. Every single person. I wish it was something that was, you know, more accessible to all, or they weren't embarrassed by it, or they, you don't have to be, there's nothing yeah. has to be quote unquote wrong to go. Right. It's, mm -hmm. it's really just taking care of your mental health. At the end 100%. Of the and honestly, there's no shame in saying that a lot of our trauma and a lot of the things that we don't understand about ourselves are resolved in therapy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So with your reframing your mind workshop, take me through the steps of how we go through the process of reframing our mind. Yeah. So specifically in the, the program that I'm doing with my friend, yeah. Nicole, um, we really work on an energetic level. So when I was going through, you know, my healing journey, um, I felt like I wasn't getting anywhere. Like mm -hmm. I, I felt like I should be feeling better than I was. And I quickly realized um, after going to, someone recommended that I go see an energy healer. And that was like foreign to me at the time. I was like, what the heck? Mm -hmm. But at this point I was like, I'll try anything. Yeah. And um, she practiced Reiki. She did sound healing. She did all sorts of forms of energy, vibration healing. And when I went to see her, I realized I wasn't getting better physically because mentally I kept telling myself that I was sick. And I was like, and she's like, you cannot heal a body you hate. She's like, you will not, it won't happen. She's like, so you really have to mourn your past body and mm -hmm. then, you know, accept and love your current one. She's like, and then we can move forward on healing. And that really stuck with me because I didn't even realize that I was hating my body, but I was, I was just like constantly thinking it was going to fail me. And so if you're constantly thinking that, mm. how could it ever, you know, get yeah. better? Yeah. So when I worked with her, I would go like every three weeks and we would do energy healing work and it tremendously 
tremendously improved my health. And then as soon as my mental health started to be in a healthier headspace, my physical body started to heal at a much more rapid pace. So I quickly learned that in order to heal your physical body, you need to heal your mind and your thoughts. And my experience, obviously through multiple different things, but energy healing was a huge part of that. Mm -hmm. So this program that I'm doing with my friend Nicole is really about how to raise your vibration because when you have a high energy vibration, that's when you feel good, your body is operating at a good, you know, capacity. So we always talk about different ways to raise your vibration, you know, meditation, reframing your thoughts, you know, sound healing. There's so many ways that you can kind of like switch your vibration throughout the day. I mean, simple as like doing 10 jumping jacks or dancing with a song or taking a shower, like, you know, just to shift energy. Yeah. Um, so a, a lot of the work that we do is, is how to raise our vibration. And then as far as like reframing your thoughts, it's kind of like a longer process. It takes a lot of practice. But it starts with creating awareness around how you're thinking because you can't really change it if you don't think that there's anything going on. You know, it's like, well, I don't really know. You know, I can't pinpoint it. So how do we create awareness so that you're aware of where the healing needs to be done? And then we can dig deeper into, okay, you know, taking situation by situation and how we can approach it. Well, for the record, I am someone who puts a song on at full volume and has a like a solo dance party in my room simply just to get myself out of a funk or truly to change my energy and I feel like having a high vibration is so important because the the way energy works is it gravitates towards the same uh vibrational frequencies so when when we talk about like manifesting things come to us where we naturally cross paths with the right people, the right situations, the right experiences, when our energies are at the same frequency as theirs. So again, like, I feel like it goes back to like the fake it till you make it. Like, even if you, like, I mean, part of it is self-awareness, but even if you have to tell yourself or convince yourself to get out of, you know, a bad thought process or a situation, putting yourself at that energy level is so, so, so crucial. It is. Yeah. Because you, you can't attract what you want at a low vibration. Yeah. And that, that's your health. That's a relationship. That's a job. That's money. That's anything. Right. So it really is about how you're taking care of yourself on a day-to-day basis and making sure that you're doing things to raise your vibration And when you're in that high vibrational state, like, you know, negativity doesn't live there. So your brain isn't going to be going there as often. Yeah, so, so, so true. I I didn't even think about that. And there was one example that someone shared with me once just to kind of, you know, put energy into, into perspective. I think someone said, imagine a really, a really confident woman walking into a bar. She's really happy, feels great where she is in her life. And there is a man sitting at the bar, had a really bad day, you know, feeling down upon himself. Do you think the two of them are going to talk that night? Yeah. No. (laughs) And it's the same thing. It's with, again, it's applicable to jobs, it's relationships, money, so on and so forth. But With reframing your mind, I want to touch upon self-awareness again, Mm -hmm. because self-awareness is so crucial. It's how we're able, it's it's envisioning us stepping outside of ourselves and understanding who we are. And do we need self-awareness to really be more mindful? I think so. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I think a lot of 
you know, and, and I speak for myself too, before going through all of this, I was kind of like on this autopilot of just kind of like going through the motions, you know, going to my job, seeing friends, seeing family, doing this, doing that. And I wasn't like a conscious like participant, you know, I was just kind mm -hmm. of like going through the motions and I really lacked like self-awareness. And there comes a point in which you have to look at yourself in like every situation and just you know, like notice, like, what are your thoughts? What are you thinking? How are you feeling? How are you behaving? And is that in alignment with who you really are and what you really want? And if it's not, it's like, well, then what, what is that? So like for me after brain surgery, you know, I would play it safe. I wouldn't do certain things because I was scared that X, Y, and Z would happen. Or I wouldn't put myself in situations in which I didn't feel confident that I could handle. Mm. And that was just holding me back because I, you know, I knew that I could, but it was yeah. the fear that was holding me back from doing anything. So yeah. it's creating that awareness and then kind of like creating this pep talk of like, you can do this. And next time the situation arises, you're going to choose a different you know, path. You're going to choose one that's better for you or that's more in aligned with who you want to become. I thought, I think it's so interesting what you're saying with going through the motions and not being conscious because life gets busy, life gets in the way, mm -hmm. and it's so easy to not be aware and be conscious and take the mm -hmm. extra step to be like, do I like the way I handled myself in that situation? Could yeah. I have done that differently? I almost want to say like, what are some examples do you think in, in talking to clients and mm -hmm. just, you know, having friends who, who are also mindful and doing this similar work to you, what are some situations where we can handle a situation not being conscious of ourselves and then a situation where we take a step back and we think, hmm, like that could have gone down differently or, you know. For sure, for sure. I mean, one that comes to mind is maybe like in a relationship, like I'll use my yeah. husband and I, you know, maybe he'll do something that upsets me and I'll react. I'm like, why'd you do that? Mm. Or when there's awareness, be like, well, why does that bother me? Mm. Is it something within me? Is he actually doing something wrong? And if I, if I answer those questions of, okay, no, it's not with me. He actually is doing something wrong. Do you think my reaction is going to make it better? So it's like, so all these steps. And then the process is like, okay, the right response would be like, Hey, why do you do that? I don't, you know, like that. Like, you know, in, in a calmer fashion or trying yeah. to understand someone rather than automatically assuming that they did something wrong or, or reacting and yelling or this or that it's, I think I'm always in best interest to pause, take a few deep breaths, understand the trigger. Is it within you or is it actually something like, you know, that shouldn't be happening? Mm -hmm. And then how do you calmly handle the situation? I think, you know, especially right now, everyone is so reactive. It's just like, and it creates, yeah. talk about vibration. <laughs> I mean, it creates this really low vibrational tense environment yeah. and it doesn't have to be that way. I think, you know, we all will have different, maybe opinions on things or different ways of doing things. And if you just try to understand somebody and, you know, just come from a kind, loving place, it's so much more productive than being reactive and judgmental. Yeah. Also, this makes me think of something that I don't, I wish I could remember so I could give them credit, but in, in talking about all of this, someone once said that having a fight with someone is actually so great. Fighting is the best way we understand ourselves and the best way we become even more self-aware and understand our triggers because whether you have a fight with a boyfriend, girlfriend, family member, coworker, fights are amazing because you're understanding 
what is triggering you and your understanding a little bit deeper about the role that you play in, in, a, in an argument and what's coming up. It's like almost good that we fight. I mean, like fighting yeah. in, in, in an appropriate way, not, not physically yeah, fighting, no, um, in, in a way where we can take a step back and understand like, oh, why, why am I feeling this way? What is coming up for me? And yeah. it's actually like a beautiful thing that we fight because it's just an, a, an opportunity to understand ourselves. Yeah, it's an opportunity to, to grow deeper and to heal whatever, you know. I always say, I did a post the other day, like everyone's our mirror. So, mm. and like triggers are our teachers. Yeah. You know, so it's most of the time, if you're upset, like I use the example of like, you just don't like somebody, you know, like maybe like their voice is annoying you or what they did is like frustrating. It's like, well, it's probably not them. Like what it, within you can you look at and see you know, what's going on. So I think everyone is our mirror. We need to like take a moment and see, you know, what we see in others is, is what we see in ourselves. Yeah. And I think that's so great. I've, I've also heard that um, the people that we cross paths with are our teachers. Yes. And sometimes 100%. like we don't, we don't realize it, but they are, whether they're, whether they're teaching us about how we would handle something in the future knowing knowing who who they are or or the way that they would they would handle it or just better understanding how to deal with different types of people i think that's really what it comes down to yeah absolutely yeah I totally agree in your coaching you you help people remove blockages we'll mm-hmm. refer them as blockages what mm-hmm. is considered a block for for those who are maybe unfamiliar with this work or are just scratching the surface and how does it sabotage us from growing for sure Yeah, I think a block is like a a self-limiting belief. Mm. So maybe you really want, I I guess I'll just go back to health. Like, you know, you have something, a health condition and you want to feel good again, but you don't even think it's possible. That's like, that's a self-limiting belief. You're already telling yourself that it's not possible to feel good. It's not possible to heal. So if you're feeling that way and you're thinking that way, then that's probably what's going to happen. So so blocks are like our self-limiting beliefs. And when we have those self-limiting beliefs and we repeat ourselves, you know, to us ourselves every single day, which typically is what happens, you know, again, law of attraction, we're just not going to be attracting a healthy body or money or a relationship or a career, like whatever, um, because of those beliefs. So it all goes back to how was that belief created? It was somehow probably created by a trauma in your life, whether it was childhood, you know, for my example um, of my program, you know, health related, And then we have to go back to that trauma and then we have to do the work to heal it there. Yeah. I also feel like Um, I've seen this in relationships in talking to friends, whether that's someone who was in a relationship that it didn't work out in and then they tell themselves that they'll never meet a a, mm -hmm, a person mm -hmm. better than that. Or if someone is in a toxic relationship, they just think that that's what they deserve. And so that's what they're going to accept. Like those to me also are like, when I hear that, I think of a block too. Like, it's like the message that you tell yourself that's, that's limiting you from saying, I can have a relationship where I get everything on my checklist, or I can have a job where I can have everything on my checklist, or I can make a salary that is, that's going to allow me to have five houses and, (laughs) and, and do whatever I want with my day. Yeah. Absolutely. That's exactly it. It's like, anything is absolutely possible and you are absolutely capable of doing whatever you want to do. The only thing in your way is like your self-limiting beliefs and excuses. Yeah. So it's, if you can identify those and heal them, 
then you're able to remove those, you know, barriers, those blocks, and yeah. then you're on a path to creating and receiving what you really want. I think it's it's interesting because on the surface, we don't really understand that the narrative that we tell ourselves and that the thoughts that we tell ourselves actually create the way we behave and the way we react mm-hmm. in our day to day. And eventually that may seem like very small and in the moment, but over time, it's what comes into our lives and what doesn't, which is yeah. really like how this all plays out, which is so crazy. <laughs> I, I really recommend um, if anyone listening or, you know, connecting with this to read Dr. Joe Dispenza's books. I've because, heard of I've oh, he's amazing. him and I actually, it's so funny. I've heard, I have one of his books and I, I haven't read it, but I've okay, heard incredible things. This is your sign. This. this is your <laughs> sign to read the book. Um, he, he's amazing. He's been one of my largest teachers since this whole experience. And honestly, he's truly helped me. I think heal my body through his meditations and his work. Um, but he basically says like our thoughts create our reality. So anything that's going on in your life right now, you've created. So you have the power to create whatever the heck you want. And I don't, and I be, I want to be careful by saying that because, you know, unfortunate situations happen and that's not necessarily anybody's fault. Right. But I think it's how we handle them, you know, is, is what creates our, our reality. It's not to say that you're going to have a perfect life because that's not, that's not true. You're going to have challenges because they're learning experiences and, you know, life is life. Stuff's going to happen. Um, but truly, like, if we want to call something in, it's all about, you know, our, our thoughts because they mm-hmm. do create our reality. Similarly, I always ask all of my clients when I first start working with them, when you wake up in the morning, what are the first thoughts that come to your head? And most of the time, people are like, I have to check my email. I have to get to work. Oh my gosh, I'm already late. I have to do this. I don't feel good. I have a headache. I'm tired. It's, it's all freaking negative. Mm. And it's, it's just our subconscious brain that is on this autopilot of like knowing that, well, today's Tuesday and I have a lot of meetings and I have to get up. And I don't know. You know, it's like, yeah. so if we can retrain that part, you know, so we could call in so many different things to our life. Yeah. And also I think like, you know, manifesting and creating the life that we want is a blend of having self-awareness to get to a point where we raise our self-worthiness, but not just like, oh, I'm worthy of a great job and a great relationship, but really feeling like you're deserving of it. Cause I feel like that's what like pulls it in. And then from there, having positive, having a positive mindset of feeling confident that you can have those things. Yeah, absolutely. And then actively every day, making doing something yes that align with that right so you say that you're worthy of this beautiful relationship but you're stuck in toxic relationship with you know it's like well then you need to make the you need to make that choice to to move on or to seek therapy or whatever the case it is so it is you know so much of our thoughts and everything but it's it's also action serving us it's time to to make a choice that's better for us I love it. Um, in our initial conversation, we both agreed that there's a very strong correlation with our mental well-being positively affecting how we physically take care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. So how have you seen that come into play and how does the mental pl- part play such a role in this process of physically healing? Yeah, absolutely. So like I said earlier, like after brain surgery, I just couldn't get out yeah. of my own head. So my physical body wasn't wasn't healing. And if you don't believe like we're talking about that you're worthy of of healing then you're not going to. So 
what's going to happen is you're going to stay in this trauma state and you're going to keep doing the same thing and having the same thoughts and you're not going to progress because our bodies are listening, like our cells are listening to every single thought that we tell it and it's going to react in, in such a manner. So I really think you need to get to a positive headspace and heal your trauma in order to actually allow your physical body to heal. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love vibrational like energy healing because it really is anytime there's a block, it could be an, ener- an energetic block in our body. Um, that's where kind of like illness or disease can be created. So through energy medicine, we're able to release those. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like a twofold, right? You're getting the mental nourishment that you need from, from the energy, but then the, the side effect is that your physical body heals as well. Yeah. Also, I think a huge thing that I see with myself and it's, it's, it's known to be true when we are feeling confident and we are feeling great about ourselves. And when we are in a great headspace, we naturally gravitate towards you know, foods or mm-hmm. or, or choices, choices that are going to keep us at that state of of feeling great. Um, and I, I remember someone who I think is is like a meditation teacher said that even meditating during a part of our day is so is so crucial because allowing ourselves to meditate and pause puts us in a better headspace and makes mm-hmm. us feel better and then naturally after we are going to want to keep up that momentum of of doing things to to stay there yeah you get addicted to the feeling right yeah you want to continue to make choices that keep you in that that feeling in that headspace and I I recommend everybody to to meditate that's been a huge part of my journey as well and yeah I mean it helps with everything it helps be less reactive it helps with self-awareness there really isn't anything negative about it except that people can't seem to find the time to do it (laughs) um and that just goes back to priorities right you're gonna gonna prioritize what's you know important to you um but the, the benefits are endless I love this conversation. I could probably go on for hours. Uh, well, I want to conclude with, you know, if, if anyone wants to get in touch with you or find you or just hear more about your story or your journey, where can they find you? Yeah, absolutely. So I actually just recently changed my Instagram handle. It used to be the mm-hmm. Healthy Bee, but now it's Bethany A. Holmes, which is my name. Okay. So you can find me there on Instagram. And then my website is thehealthybee.com. Um, where I offer all of my services and I have a blog and more about, you know, like my personal story and, and journey. Oh, I love that. Oh, awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. I am very excited to hear the reactions of people after listening to this episode because I think what we talked about is so important and imperative with where we are today. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for having me and it was a pleasure.